Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. And this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Welcome to the Dick Morris Show with my advisor that we decided is this title. <laughs> you did? Doug DiPiero. And uh, sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. You know, while we're all focusing on what's going on in Gaza and, uh, and, and, the, and recently the House Speaker vote, there has been a sea change, unbelievable gain in the national political polling on Biden and on Trump. It's totally different. It's completely different. And it snuck up on us. People haven't been paying attention to it. But the fact is that when people see the chaos going on in the world and they see the terrible record of the Biden administration in keeping America strong, there is a vast consensus developing in the country that is cutting across all demographic and all age groups that Biden is simply too old, too feeble, and too um, really too dumb uh, to be able to uh, be an effective leader. doing here <laughs> really what is he doing yeah exactly um but but things are changing dramatically dramatically uh i just got a new poll back from mclaughlin and associates uh, this week which which is a reliable poll very reliable we track it every week and uh it shows trump now with a five-point lead over biden that and McLaughlin is very conservative about that. He's constantly weighting the data to make sure that it doesn't uh, jump all over the place. And uh, he has steadily had, first he had Biden two down, then three down, then four down, and now five down. That's great. Other polls have him seven or eight or nine down. But it's clear that he's down. It's clear that he's sharply, sharply down. And um, I believe that He's headed for even more disaster. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, let's understand that things are fundamentally different right now. Come gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone if your time to you is worth saving. So times are definitely changing. Uh, one of the most potent examples of that change is the change among Gen Z voters. Now, were you up on your alphabet soup, Doug? I have no clue. i got to tell you. Well, Z, I, have to, I have to sing it. Z is 18 to 25. Okay. Yes, and, uh, and they voted for Biden by 10 points in 2020. Mm -hmm. And they are now for Trump 
by 10 points. That's 20. 20-point wow. shift. Wow. And in some states, even more. In Actually, they call it, the Gen Z voters now being called Zoomers. <laughs> Zoomers. Remember <laughs> like, that little kid show? Zoom, Zoom. Like boomers. Nobody knows it. Younger. Zoomers. Zoomers. That's funny. And, um, it, so in North Carolina, uh, Biden won by 29 – Biden won – by 29 points. I'm sorry, Biden won by 12 points, and now Trump is ahead. There's been a 29-point drop for Trump. Wow. In Florida, his support among Zoomers so up, is down. A 29-point 20, drop for Biden. For Biden. In right. Florida, his support among Zoomers is down from 57 to 43. Mm. In Georgia, down from 56 to 39. Wow. In Michigan, down from 61 to 46. In Pennsylvania, down from 59 to 44. This is amazing. Dramatic, this is huge, amazing. unbelievable changes uh, that are really incredible. He's not going to want to bail out, but they're going to have to push him out. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, yeah. But um, it's, it's unreal what's going on. And this is happening without a lot of media coverage. The media is not talking about it, not because they're biased. They are, but they don't know about it. They're... They're just so focused on what's going on in Gaza that they are not focused on what's happening in their backyard. And, and with the view. <laughs> but this war has been a horrible disaster for Biden. It has shown the need for strong leadership. It has underscored that there were no wars during the Trump administration. Yeah. It's underscored uh, Biden's uh, stupid embrace of Iran and letting them uh, restart oil sales. And and all of this is just coming into focus for large, large numbers of voters. Yeah, but like Rudy just said to me on the way out, he goes, the, the American public want a man that's going to stand up strong. Yeah. This guy's like falling down weak. Yeah. Because I'm and, an old guy. <laughs> he's what? Because <laughs> I'm an old guy. Old guy. That was yeah, good. That's, that's good. Right. Our sound guy, he's in on it. <laughs> good. Okay. <laughs> Chris. That's guy's wondering who the other <laughs> that was good. talker was. <laughs> all right there. All right, so anyway, right, like Rudy said, we want someone to stand up strong. And and the this deficit among the Gen Z voters is especially uh, poignant when you look at black and Latino voters. Uh, this is such amazing fundamental changes in politics. In 2020, Trump got 12% of the black vote. In my poll this week, he's getting 27% from 12 to 27. This is an historic breakthrough. It's unbelievable. It totally changes American politics. It will never be the same again. Right. When people look at the history of the black vote, they have certain landmarks that they pay attention to. It started out as a Republican vote because of Abe Lincoln. And then uh, when John Kennedy... And Lyndon Johnson passed the Civil Rights Bill. And Barry Goldwater, the Republican nominee in 64, voted against it. The black vote overnight flipped. Because of one guy, basically. Yeah. Goldwater. Barry Goldwater yeah. did this uh -huh. to us. It flipped to a, to a uh, overwhelmingly Democratic vote. And it has increased, and under Obama it increased further, until it's become the absolute essence of the Democratic Party. 2023 will go down in history as the year that that changed. 
Now, once the tipping happens, we don't know how far it's going to go. Yeah, but still. It could go all the way. But at least it is unbelievable that we are now getting 27% of the black vote. Well, I think, I, I think it has a lot to do with, number one, the unemployment, the black and white Trump. It went down to, at, at its lowest. And I think blacks and Hispanics are not looking at the Democrats. You know, the Democrats say, we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that. They don't give anyone anything. They throw yeah, them a they, bone. They always said that, and they've always felt that. But it's the war that is highlighting Biden's inadequacy. It's it's the war that is doing it. Uh, you know, Biden is not. Wait, wait, but you, so the black vote, you think they're looking at the incompetency of Biden yeah. and they're saying, oh, really? Was, I was thinking it was the other thing. I think that's happening with all of the voters hmm. and it's hitting black voters and Latinos oh, okay. as well. And and it's it's like uh, during times of national emergency, like uh, 9-11 or mm-hmm. something. There's, you, you saw the sea change that 9-11 represented in our politics. All of a sudden, national security became key. The Patriot Act went through. Right. Uh, Bush was reelected, uh, and, uh, and the Republicans took Congress, uh, held Congress. It was unbelievable changes because of 9-11. This is as potent in its own way. Mm. And it's not as obvious because it's not obvious that Biden is playing a crucial role in it. But it is when you realize he's doing nothing and when you realize that he's incapable of leading at this point. And he looks weak. He's too old. He looks weak. He looks horrible. He looks falling apart. Is there anybody in there? What am I doing here? Is there anyone home? What are you doing here? Hey, what is he doing? Yeah. Falling. And it's not only among black voters and Gen Z voters, it's also among Latino voters. Uh, Trump won 27% of the black vote in 2020. Wait, wait, 27%? Of the Hispanic vote right, in right. 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now in the poll, he's winning 39%. So we are just on the cusp of, of carrying the Latino vote. Uh, literally, you know, how Samson pulled out the pillars and oh, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. came down. Well, yeah, that's, but, you know, that's you, what is happening with the Democrats. You said this more than a year ago, how the Hispanics were, were moving over to us because a couple of reasons. Number one, there are a lot of Roman Catholic and Christian, the abortion thing. But also, they left where they where they came from because of the tyrants and socialism, all that stuff. Yeah. And they're looking at – so you said this a year ago. Yeah. And and I did, and it's happened, but now it is happening now. Every trend that was underway is now happening at light, at warp speed. But the blacks were changing, the Latinos were changing, the Gen Z was changing, motivated by the economy in the case of Gen Z, right. and all kinds of factors in the cases of black and Latinos. But now it's at warp speed. You think it's at warp speed? I'm just thinking of this right in a second. Because of this war and then Russia and then, you know, yeah. people are looking at it, we're going to yeah. die over here. Exactly. If we don't get Trump back in here, he's it, the only. Exactly. That's They're it. looking at it in right. just those terms. Right. Apocalypse. And, uh, and we have not, the analysts, the opinion leaders, the thought leaders have not caught up with that. Thought either this. on the left or on the right. Mm. Uh, and it is just a monumental, unbelievable, historic change. This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. 
It's Sunday, and you know what that means. And this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. So with all apologies to uh, Joan Baez, who would probably roll over, uh, if she, uh, she's still alive, but if I she think were so. not, she would roll over in her grave for my next segment. But things are changing, and we shall overcome. We shall overcome. We shall song my mother's womb <laughs> that's how old it is oh my god i could listen to her all day yeah, she's good so this is dick morris on the dick morris show with my advisor doug DePiro. hello dick morris and it's sponsored by the patriot gold group i check i want to remind everybody that this week my new book came out called corrupt the inside story of biden's dark money corrupt the inside story of biden's dark money and Biden's dark money is catching up with him. That's a big factor in his fall off. Uh, as the, inf- the information this week. You mean is, he's, it's biting him in the butt? Yeah. That's what you really mean, right? Yeah, I guess so. Mm. <laughs> the, um, the information this week that they actually have produced a $200,000 check that James gave to Joe that totally blows out of the water Joe's argument that I didn't get any of this money. It was all Hunter. I didn't know anything about it. Then, well, maybe I knew about it, but I didn't get it. <laughs> well, now maybe I did get it, but not all of it. Right. It's like like a skit. Yeah. And uh, and it's absolutely destroying Biden, unbelievably. Um, but the other element that we have to look at here is that Biden has made a fundamental tactical mistake, a blunder, in not going into the New Hampshire primary. New Hampshire, historically, as you know, is the first primary in the country. And indeed, the New Hampshire legislature passed a law requiring that it has to be the first primary in the country. It said that that the New Hampshire primary has to be seven days before the other earliest primary in the country. What's the reason for that? Well, New Hampshire made a living off it. Everybody disregarded New Hampshire and then suddenly became very important and everybody campaigned there and... Everybody came attention to it, and it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the state sort of collectively decided that it would do that. And then Biden came along, and he said, no, I'm not going to let New Hampshire be the first. I, lo- I finished fifth in New Hampshire in the primaries. And uh, the only primary state I carried until Super Tuesday was South Carolina. And so I'm going to bump aside New Hampshire, bump aside uh, Nevada, bump aside Iowa, and put South Carolina the first in the country because it's 60% black and I won it overwhelmingly and I'm confident I think I can do it again. Mm-hmm. So that was like his, his, uh, his wind break, his firewall, his break. Right. It's to stop anything from going on that could bring him down. Then New Hampshire, uh, outsmarted him 
the Democratic Party said you have to be, you have to let South Carolina go first. And the North New Hampshire legislature said, go to hell, go fly a kite. <laughs> uh, we're not going to let somebody else be first. We are still running our primary, the first in the country. And then the Democratic National Committee came back and they said, all right, I'll tell you what, smart Alex. You say you want to go first, all right. You can hold the vote as you wish, any kind of contest you want to put on the ballot. But you can't award delegates to our convention based on that because we're the Democratic Committee and we control that. Hmm. So if you can have a primary, it's going to be just what they call a beauty contest. Just the candidates on the ballot and somebody and the vote comes in. But you can't award delegates based on it. And everybody assumed North New Hampshire would cave. And they would say, well, well it's okay, we'll, we'll switch. But they didn't. They said, no, we're not going to change. We're going to keep our first-in-the-nation status. Because they understood, as Biden didn't and the leaders of the Democratic Party didn't, the psychological effect of a major reversal in the New Hampshire primary. They probably thought back to 1968 when everybody said Lyndon Johnson can't be defeated, particularly not for the nomination. And the war is not going to be enough to bring him down. It's not that important. And uh, McCarthy, a senator from Minnesota, got into the race for president because he saw that people wanted to vote against uh, Johnson. So he entered the New Hampshire race. And Johnson said, okay, I'm not going to run in New Hampshire. I'm going to pull my name off the ballot, and if people want to write in their name, I, my name they can, because he knew he was going to lose. <clears throat> and then the vote came in, and McCarthy got 42% of the vote in New Hampshire. And everybody thought he'd get 3%. Because New Hampshire is a conservative state. Mm. And that was the beginning of the end for Johnson. A week later, Kennedy, a week later, he won the Wisconsin primary. Uh, a few days after that, Bobby Kennedy announced the president. And 15 days after that, Johnson dropped out of the race. It all happened during one month because of New Hampshire. Mm. And that's what's happening now. Uh, Biden has outsmarted himself. And the Democrats are saying he's not going to be on the ballot in New Hampshire. But you can write in his name if you want. <laughs> and Outsmarted now himself. have a new guy named Dean Phillips. Remember the name. Right. He's a Democratic congressman from Minnesota. And he sees this situation and nobody else does. So he's jumped into the race. Now, Kennedy, I think, made a big mistake of Bobby Kennedy. He withdrew from the Democratic primary and is going to run as an independent. Well, that'll be helpful to Trump. I'm glad he's doing it. But that's November's problem. Right now, if Kennedy were on the ballot in New Hampshire, he could have defeated Biden in New Hampshire. And mm. if he's not on the ballot, he could still come very close and possibly defeat Biden if Biden's entirely dependent but on write-in votes. Too late now, though, we're correct? No, it's not. It's oh, absolutely he still could, timely. Ah. He absolutely can. And uh, it's, it's very timely. Nobody's covering him. His name is Dean Phillips. But you will know that name. Uh, and I believe he's going to really steal a march on Biden. And I think he's going to shock everybody with the votes that he's going to get. And what is he, a senator? Who is he's he? He's a congressman, congressman, Democratic congressman in mm -hmm. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Enough, the same state uh, McCarthy was from. Congress. They must breed him up there. <laughs> but, but the idea is that people are going to be shocked by that. And that, I think, may knock Biden out of the race, just like it knocked Johnson out of the race in 1968. Because everybody will look at that and say, oh, my God. And then there'll be the other primaries that are going to come. 
and uh, except in South Carolina, Biden's not going to recover. And uh, I think that this could absolutely destroy him. When you say knock him out of the race, he's not going to pull out. In other words, the Democrats are going to beg him and tell him, get out. They could beg him, but if he starts losing Democratic primaries, he's not going to get the nomination. And uh, so I don't think that that'll work. I think that he'll bail. You think he? I will think he can be forced to bail. Forced. Forced. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's My right time's thing. up. Yeah. What <laughs> My did you just time's say? up. My time is up. Yeah. Let's do, hear him do again. It again. My time's up. <laughs> yeah. You're dead right. We got man. some good stuff here. You got it completely right. <laughs> um, so so be, he'll be forced. Yeah. To, be forced to get out. out. Got it. Got it. Um, now. What up? Uh, and if he doesn't run, what do you think? What do you think will happen if he doesn't run? Well, I think that. I think that there's going to be a uh, – I think that at that point the race opens up, obviously, and all Democrats are going to run. Right. But I think that what they're going to find is that a new Democratic candidate will be – it will be almost impossible for him to win the primary and the election at the same year. A new guy. A new guy. Because – He'll immediately be confronted the minute he announces his candidacy. Okay, great. That's wonderful. And now the left wing of the Democratic Party is going to say, how do you feel about reparations for blacks because of slavery? And how do you feel about critical race theory? This being, is in the primary, yeah. not the general. In the right. primary. Being okay, taught go on. in schools. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about gender change operation without parental consent or notification done in secret with the school and some social workers and some LGBT groups setting it up. How do you feel about that? And the public's going to go crazy. Because he's going to have to ask, answer positively for the primary. For the with primary. That. After the guy announces, he's going to be forced right. to take those positions to win the primary. Mm. Uh, but they'll kill him in the general election. And wow. the gap between what Democratic primary voters think and what the voters as a whole think has been so – the general election right. – has gotten so wide that any new candidate is going to fall into that gap. Mm. And I think that you're going to see one after another, Newsom and all the others are going to come out if Biden pulls out, maybe even um, Michelle Obama, maybe Hillary, but they're all going to be hit by the same thing, which is the Democratic Party has moved so far to the left and left the country so far behind that any candidate who wants to win the Democratic nomination will have to take positions that make him essentially unelectable in November. This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Welcome back to the Dick Morris Show with my advisor, Doug DePiro. Hello, Dick Morris. <laughs> and, uh, He's sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. And remember, this week, my new book has come out, Corrupt, the behind the, the inside story, I'm sorry, the inside story of Biden's dark money. Corrupt, the inside story of Biden's dark money. It seems like he wasn't so dumb then. To, yeah, well, he right? had to take care of himself. Right, so, right exactly. Yeah. Uh, Funny so how it's that on works. Amazon and Go ahead and buy it. Really, a great book. Give you a perspective on everything that's going on. It's amazing you started writing it before all this stuff came out. Yeah. Now, well, it's like you're right, it's almost you're like 
You're right. In They're fact, catching up. You, to you Dick saw Morris. me. I would have to change. I'd have to rewrite the damn thing every week <laughs> uh, because they kept on being new stuff that came up, oh, and I had no choice. Uh, let's go to John in New Jersey. Mr. Morris, always an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Uh, you speak about a lot of fires that are in a Democratic House, the uh, Latino vote, the black vote. I wanted to talk to you about how they're going to handle the fire that I think is going to burn down the Democratic Party, and that's the conflict in Israel. They have four Muslim representatives in, the, in our government, and they're all Democratic. Right. And everybody knows the liberal Jewish support of the Democratic Party. How are they going to make that work going forward, and how is that not going to turn into a civil war inside the Democratic Party? That's a great question. It's a great question, but I think you're overestimating the independence of the Jewish vote and its willingness to vote to support Israel. Uh, I think that they that those Jews who are now for Biden are long gone. They've they've gone off the deep end. In other words, they're not and they're not thinking Israel. anymore. Yeah, not Israel. That's horrible. I think that they're in fact the gulf between independent and Republican. Black, uh, Jews and Democratic Jews is increasingly mirroring the religious gulf among Jews. There are three sects of Jews, really four. There's Reform Jews who are very liberal and basically almost not Jewish. Uh, conservative Jews who keep most of the rituals and stuff but who are increasingly straying. Orthodox, what do you mean straying towards? Becoming more Christian, becoming more ecumenic, becoming less Jewish and less enamored of Israel. And then there are the Orthodox Jews, who are the stalwarts, who are strongly pro-Jewish and strongly pro-Israel. And and then you have Reconstructionist Jews, who are even worse, um, even more to the left. But increasingly, and, and those divisions are showing up in the politics. And uh, we'll do a separate segment on that in the show coming up, but... Uh, I don't think he can count on the Jewish vote to bring the Democrats down. Excuse me, I have a question. Orthodox, um, are they more Republican or still Democrats? No, no, much more Republican. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Solidly That's Republican. That's what I'm asking. I mean. mm-hmm. and, uh, I th- but I do think you can count on blacks and Latinos and young people to end the Democratic Party. Let's go to Richie in L.A. <clears throat> hey, Richie. Uh, Mr. Morris, you are an intellectual genius. Mm. Um, the Thank first you. litmus test is going to be uh, all the elections in two weeks. California, I know the New York City Council is up. Let's see if that Latino and black vote moves. I will can tell, tell you it will not move. Most people aren't into the presidential election. Um, I really believe if Trump is serious about winning, because, you know, uh, a lot of people are going to give a lot of publicity to a lot of candidates. But the, listen, listen. 65 Immigration Act's got to go. Race quotas has got to go. Deportations, holding these countries responsible who yeah. send all these illegals here. They're working with the establishment. I agree with you, no Richie, way 8 million people. I'm no not, way 8 million people. I, I'm not paying attention to the election in two weeks. This is the New York City Council of the other ones. I, I don't even know what's happening. Uh, I'll read up on it before the election, but I don't think you're going to see major changes. I think it's dwarfed by events that are going on. But uh, I do believe that the underlying shift that we're seeing in the polling will manifest itself increasingly as the presidential election nears. Uh, let's go to George on Long Island. Hey, George. Hi, George. Hi, how are you doing, Mr. Morris? Doing great. 
I am very concerned about, let's pretend that there's no lawsuits and he becomes president-elect, Donald Trump. I'm very concerned about two things in the transition period. Domestically, the shredding machines are going to be going nonstop 24-7, and we're not going to have any evidence of anything. And number two, geopolitically, if China hasn't taken Taiwan by then, they certainly will at that point, because there's going to be total chaos and weakness already. I don't know what safeguards are in place for yeah. something like this. Well, uh, I don't know, but it seems to me that we're headed towards such an overwhelming victory that I'm, I think it may be impossible for anybody to steal it. But <clears throat> we'll have to see how that evolves. But let's get there first. Uh, I've got a ways to go. But And thanks for your call. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit, uh, to, because it's not really switching gears. It's going to the causes of the war. But we have to realize that this war in the Middle East is entirely made possible, made necessary, made inevitable by the cut in oil production in the United States and the growth in oil production and the ability to export oil in Iran. It's a war entirely funded by Iran. Um, Iran has increased its oil exports from 1.5 million, 1. million by 1.5 million barrels a day. That's $40 billion extra every day that Iran is getting from oil sales. And in the meantime, U.S. oil production has dropped by between 2 and 3 million barrels per day. Iran is on the verge of selling more oil abroad than we do. And Biden has just completely given it all away. I paid all my dues, so I picked up my shoes. I got up and walked away. Hmm. Horrible. Oh, I was just a boy. I didn't know how to say. Hmm. Worked hard and failed. Now all I can say is I threw it all away. Oh, I was just a boy Giving it all away What am I doing here? Giving it all away That's just so unbelievable Unbelievable <laughs> Yeah, right Yeah Is anyone telling him that? And, uh, well, I'm not sure he's on our side, you know Yeah, right no, yeah. yeah, I agree He might be saying goody Yeah, right uh, Yay And, um, Let me go fly a kite Yeah, let's understand that this War is entirely caused by Iranian money, which is entirely caused by the lifting of the Trump embargo on Iran, the lifting of the Trump oil embargo. The first thing Biden did when he took office was to lift that embargo and permit them to sell whatever the heck they wanted. And uh, I think that that, is, that that was the death knell, really. Well, not the death knell. I hope it survives. Right. But the catalyst for the war that's going on now in the Middle East. It wouldn't happen without that, and it won't happen if we were to reimpose the oil embargo. You want to stop this war? Forget the humanitarian aid. Forget everything else. Reimpose the Trump sanctions on oil. The second you do that, this war ends because they can't fund it, they can't support it, and it, you just pull the plug on it. So you're and, saying that they, they don't care? They have to look at this, what you just said. They're not saying that. Oh, you know, you know what? The, the money that's going over here, we're going to put it towards the war. And no one's saying anything to them like, oh, my God, what are we doing? 
I think that I think to the extent that they are saying that uh, they're they're falling on deaf ears because why? Well, basically, fundamentally, since Obama, the United States has been more for Iran right. than for America. Yeah, didn't he drop money out of planes and uh, yeah, exactly. on, on pallets? And he uh, and, and but Obama saw Iran as the first post-colonial attack on the United right. States. And he thought this was crucial to breaking American and Western hegemony over the world. And he celebrated that. And Biden is continuing that policy. He can't do it overtly. He has to do it quietly. Mm. And the invasion has, of Israel has made it imperative that he keep it even quieter. But look at what is happening and look at the role that Iran is playing on this. Let's go to Donald in New York. Hello, Don. Uh, hi, Mr. Morris. Um, so the big kind of burning question, you know, uh, has come up amongst conservative Republicans. You know, in fact, that President Trump's endorsement of uh, Jim Justice for the Senate race in West Virginia. And, and you know, I, I look, I get it. I understand that um, his opponent. What's the matter uh, with Jim Justice? OK, well, I just get. Just to cover the front story, I understand that Mooney, he's he's backed by one of the largest, you know, anti-Trump super PACs in the cycle. Just, you know, just back, this, just background. West Virginia has a Senate race coming up this year, this next year, and the incumbent senator um, Manchin is uh, is way way down in the polls, and most people don't think he's going to run. Uh, he's probably going to withdraw and try to run as an independent. And He's this, a Democrat in the middle, basically, yeah. Manchin. And this makes uh, West Virginia the most likely, the almost certain Republican pickup, what? which by itself would bring us one seat to the majority. And uh, Justice is a uh, is a conservative, but he's being opposed in the primary by what's the name of the guy? I forget it. Mooney. What? Alex Mooney. Yeah, Mooney, who is the former <laughs> Attorney Mooney. General. Yeah, Alex Mooney is actually a more, a, a very, very conservative yeah. uh, r- relative to, um, to, to justice. And but I understand that, you know, Mooney is supported by one of the largest Trump, uh, anti-Trump super PACs. Yeah, you know, this Mooney was uh, Mooney was DeSantis's candidate, and the yeah. uh, and and he made his living as an anti-Trumper. They expect yeah, exactly. Trump to support. And he's going to get clobbered in the primary. Justice is going to win overwhelmingly, and that's going to be the only sure pickup we have in the country in the Senate race. Anyway, yeah. thanks, thanks, Don, for asking me about that. Um, the uh, and let's go to Steve in Ocean. Yeah, hi, uh, Dick. Uh, I think President Trump should keep it very focused and very simple. Iran acquiring a nuclear weapon. Not only to Israel, but to here. I think that's the most important thing yep. with regard to Iranian policy. Possibly, possibly You're right. I hope not they have one from North Korea, or may get one from North Korea in exchange for oil. Number two, the border. Everything that's wrong with the border, the criminals, the uh, drug trafficking, human trafficking, and yep. also illegal, illegal gun trafficking. Yep. That's a good. Which the liberals love to say, no guns, get the guns, no guns. Yeah, right. Liberals are coming through the border. Thank right. you very yeah. much. That's a good list. And That's child a good list. trafficking. Thank you very much, Steve. 
This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. And this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle. Hi, welcome back to the Dick Morris Show. I'm Dick Morris with my advisor, Doug DePiro. Hello, Dick Morris. And um, we're sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. And remember to please think, please buy my book, Corrupt, the Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money. It not only explains all of the bribes that have been paid to Biden, but it also goes into what the United States has given to China in return for that money right. that we're not going to take back. We gave them a free ride on COVID. Uh, nobody helped. Nobody held them responsible uh, for the for, – nobody held them responsible for the deaths of 7 million people. Yeah, there's something wrong with they that. They didn't have to open the, the Wuhan lab to inspections. They didn't face international sanctions. Biden gave that to them. Uh, they, A he, give. He's letting Iran monopolize uh, rare earth minerals, which are the essential ingredients in high-tech warfare and in – uh, the internet really. didn't it just recently uh, regulate yeah, again he, he rare just, earth. Uh, Biden just recently killed yeah. a mine in Minnesota, right? Because it would endanger a lake, uh, and that mine would have provided thirty percent of the rare earth minerals we need in the United States. And he was rhapsodic about what a great natural paradise. Oh yeah, this was. the spotted worm the, on the boundary waters of uh, northern Minnesota. Idiot. Um, so, so this is, uh, this, this is, this, so this book explains what Biden is doing to us. Letting, letting China open bases in Cuba, uh, letting, uh, China destabilize and dethrone the dollar as the global currency, uh, completely, uh, opening our borders to over 300,000 Chinese students every year, uh, with espionage rife among them. Yeah. And, uh, Biden killed the proposal. Biden closed down the office Trump opened to focus the FBI on those students and look for any intelligence breaches. That's his um, big. Yeah, that's yeah. his big. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> now, um, while all this is going on, Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, who's one of my favorite people, is putting in the bill to block any funding for for anything, Ukraine or anything, or even for Israel, until the United States stops giving $9 billion a year in aid to Hamas. Nine, Say it one more time. Is, the U.S. now is giving Hamas $9 billion in aid. Really? And the money to give that is embodied in the legislation Biden just sent to, the, to Congress that now will move that we have a new speaker. And he was he was devious about it. He put it in a bill to give aid to Israel and to give aid to Ukraine. And in there, he slipped a provision for $9 billion of aid to Hamas. Like no one's going to say it. Yeah, so the aid to Hamas is in the same damn bill with the aid to Israel. And Biden says, oh, this is all, uh, this is all humanitarian aid. Yeah, to make humanitarian rockets. 
What a moron. What the hell is going on here? Well, Biden has already sent this year so far $1 billion to the U.N. Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees. Oh, that's nice. Which is a body that that spoke openly uh, about the import, about celebrating the October 7th invasion. Um, the uh, head of the of the UN agency, a pediatrician, Bashir Kamas Gahan, celebrated the October 7th terrorist attacks as martyrs of the Islamic and Arab nation. Uh, and all of the educational materials at the relief agency call for the murder of Jews and glorify terrorism and anti-Semitism. And Biden just gave them a billion dollars. And now he wants nine billion more in the aid package that's before the Senate. So he's going to go up there and he's going to say, we have to stand by Israel, we have to stand by Ukraine, we have to pass this bill. And Israel's going to say, we're running out of rockets, we're running out of uh, Iron Dome defenses, we need this money urgently. And Biden is going to say, you have to vote for it. But he's including in it $9 billion of aid to the Palestinians. It's almost an eco matching program. Hedging his bets. <laughs> yeah. Hedging <laughs> our bets. Yeah. It's unbelievable what he's doing. Friggin' idiot. Oh man. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he got that right. He's a friggin' idiot. Yeah. So basically we have to understand what the consequences of this Hamas aid are. So basically, no. Trump got rid of um, ISIS almost 100%, yeah. 99%, right? And Biden is, is fueling, basically, Hamas and Iran and all these other terrorists. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. And now he's figured out a way to get Congress to vote to do it. Because he's masquerading as yeah. humanitarian aid. Yeah. It's absolutely one of the biggest deceptions of all time. It's but this, unbelievable. As you're saying, it's not working because we see it. Well, we have to stop it. Right. Uh, what's going to happen over the next two weeks is Israel is going to go crazy saying we need this package to pass and for what's worth so with Ukraine. And Biden will say, oh, yes, Congress isn't passing it and jumping on Mike Johnson, the speaker, for not passing it. And the reason is there's nine billion bucks in there. Yeah, but you're going to make sure people hear it. I will. You're going to be calling people. Yeah, I will. But, you know. Yeah, I know. Okay, I need need some help here. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, I did a uh, a show the other this week about uh, wind energy. Uh, everybody says that oh, the panacea to get away from oil and fossil fuels and stop climate change is solar and wind energy, but nobody really understands what wind energy involves. These wind turbines that they're now putting around the country around the world, are 20 stories high. This ain't nothing Don Quixote would take on. <laughs> 20 stories high. Yeah, and, and eagles blades, are flying into them. And the blades are so wide and so long that the blade is equal in size to three football fields. 
900 yards? Nine, 900 yards, yes. No, what I said. No, three oh. football fields, 300 yards. Right, 300 yards, right. And that's 900 272 feet. 272 feet. Right. And imagine three football fields rotating around quickly offshore, uh, generating wind energy. And birds flying into them. Birds flying into them, but more importantly, they're collapsing. Uh, they're falling apart. You've had four major collapses in the last year or so, right. uh, because they can't sustain those, that kind of weight and those kind of conditions offshore. And, uh, they are also screwing up plant, uh, aqua life. Right. Whales uh, and dolphins. Whales have died because of the frequency, windmills. the frequency yeah, of the, the, the spinning. Yeah. Of the, that they, that they have to do. Right. To drill underwater. Uh, so screws up the whales that right. they don't know where they're going. Right, whatever. And they they get beached. They die. Horrible. Sandra pointed, Sandra heard my show and she wants to thank me for it. Thank you, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Oh, oh, good afternoon to Dick the, and Doug. The book is I, out. I, wanna, I know, I know, <laughs> don't worry. Right. But I wanted to say something. I want to really thank you for spending all the time you did last night on, I call it Dick Morris University, but you're next in your show on Newsmax because nobody else covered it like you, Dick. And you know what? You got me all riled up. And, 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 I, and I, because I know from my heart from the very beginning, the whales and the birds were dying because of those windmills. Sure. But I learned so much more last night that they're collapsing and, and electrocutions, you know, you can get electrocuted yeah. from these things. They're collapsing and the undersea cables don't stay buried and fishermen are facing the risk of electrocution if they dredge on the ocean bottom. The uh, frequencies are causing cancer. The, um, the oh When God. one of these breaks, and they frequently do, it knocks out service for the entire area. Uh, right now, Massachusetts Vineyard Wind uh, – is going to be supplying energy to 400,000 homes in Massachusetts through their offshore wind farm. And it's going to cause this kind of damage, be this kind of unreliable. And the Massachusetts utility has announced a 43% rate increase to pay for this damn thing (laughs) in the Boston area. I don't know if you know this, Dick, the answer to this, but a wind farm, how many are there? How many? Well, uh, when uh, we first... uh, when we first 20, opened, 100? we first opened the area of Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard to wind farms. They put five turbines in there. Now there are sixty turbines. Sixty, and there are hundreds of these wind farms around the world, uh, and they are collapsing, uh, and they're endangering wildlife. The lefties kind of have a choice now between save the world and save the whale. <laughs> oh my God. It's a great position to be in. That's actually pretty good. We've got to use that. <laughs> Thank you. Bump a sticker or something. Let's go to Richard on Long Island. I've got to deal with that. Uh, hi, Dick. How you doing? Oh, um, I was wondering, Have uh, I was listening to uh, Jonathan Turley on Fox this morning, and he was talking about him. Colorado and some other states trying to get Trump off the ballot. Right. Uh, he didn't think it was going to fly, but I no. wanted to see what you thought about yeah. it. I agree with him, but it's worth paying attention to. <clears throat> the uh, in when the Fourteenth Amendment to the Constitution was passed in the aftermath of the Civil War, they readmitted the Southern states to the Union and said, "Okay, you can participate now in the election of eighteen sixty six. The war ended in sixty five, and you can elect your members of Congress and your senators." And at the time, the blacks really didn't have the vote in those states. 
and the Klan still controlled them. So the Southern Confederates said, oh, whoopee, we're voting for all of the old Confederate generals. They took the vice presidency of the, vice president of the Confederacy, Alexander Stevens, and elected him senator from Georgia. And all these Confederates start showing up in their Confederate army uniforms to take their seats in the House and the Senate. And the uh, Republicans who led the fight in the Civil War said, oh, no, we're not putting up with this. We mm-hmm. didn't win on the battlefield. Not today. To take it yeah. back on Election Day. So they passed an amendment, the 14th Amendment, that included a provision that said if you have ever engaged in a, uh overthrow, an effort to overthrow the government, an insurrection, having taken an oath of loyalty to the government like you did when you were elected to Congress, you can't come back to Congress, you can't serve office in the United States. And now the anti-Trump forces are saying, ooh, January 7th, that was an insurrection. <laughs> that was just the kind of revolution they talked about in the Constitution. Yeah. It's exactly like the Civil War. I mean, my 600,000 fewer deaths. But yeah, exactly still. the same, but totally different. Yeah. And they're saying because of that, he can't run for president. And Colorado is taking him off the ballot in Colorado because of that provision. <clears throat> it's now being challenged in the courts. And Turley's right. It'll never be upheld. But it's scary. and shows the length to which these guys are going to go. Yeah, really? Let's go to Tom and Yonkers. Hey, Tom. Tom and Yonkers. Yonkers. There you go. Sam Bankman's freed uh, dark money, and he's got he's got billions uh, hidden there, probably in a soft drive somewhere, uh, a thumb drive. And uh, he could give that code to anybody, and they could be giving that money. He said he was going to spend a billion or more in the races uh, for the 2024 election. Yeah. Well, Is Congress uh, doing anything? Yeah. Well, I think that... Uh, Biden is obviously, and the Democrats are going to go for broke here because they're so far behind. Um, but uh, it's worth noting that the Black Lives Matter movement uh, is funneling money to the Democrats in the election. Uh, in fact, the Black Lives Matter movement just got half a million dollar grant from Pepsi, from Coca-Cola. And, uh, and it's, uh, and, and all that money will go directly to the Democrat radicals running for Congress. So things go better with Coke, but what's going better with Coke right now is the progressive end of the Democratic Party. Sunday, and you know what that means. And this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle. Welcome back to the Dick Morris Show with my advisor, Doug DePiro, and uh, sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. and Remember to pick up a copy of my book, The Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money. Oh, my God. You're going to blow up reading it. Yeah. It is Unbelievable. Incredible. So close to what's going on. Incredible. Now, I want two comments about the news broadcast you just heard on our station. Um, one is, did you hear Christie saying that by wanting to separate the aid to Israel and Ukraine, 
uh, Trump is trying to appease Russia. He's saying that basically yeah. everybody's going to vote for the package because it's aid to Israel, but he's slipping aid to Ukraine in there and that he's doing that to, uh, and, but, but by, by keeping aid to Ukraine going, uh, he's opposing Russia. And, uh, th- that is exactly what I was warning about before. He's saying that you're packaging aid to Ukraine and aid to Israel, uh, and aid to Hamas in the same package. This humanitarian right. aid package uh-huh. of nine billion dollars to Hamas, and Christie was just saying he opposes Trump separating those, and you need to separate them so you can vote against Hamas, but you can vote for Israel. Right, and uh, he just attacked Trump. We you, you just heard him for uh, wanting to decouple those two, and Christie's dead wrong on that. Crusty, Crusty. So um, I interrupted Sandra, who was Sandra, oh, my God. I told him not to, but he still did, Sandra. Hey, Sandra. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for letting me finish what I wanted to say. So I wanted to continue that after your show last night, I was so riled up that I reached out to Jack Cetarelli. He, I hope, will be our next governor. I think he will be. And I once spoke to him earlier on the windmills. and he Sorry, of what state? It. Oh, of New Jersey. I live in New Jersey, and okay. Jack Cedarelli will be running for governor. He okay. almost won the last time. Okay. So last night he wrote this back to me. He said, Sandy, those windmills, bad economic policy, bad energy policy, and bad environmental policy. And screw up the Jersey Shore. Yeah. And yeah. the Democratic governors of Oregon, Rhode Island, and New York have all recently halted their offshore wind projects in one way or in another, and any industry that relies entirely on taxpayer-funded government subsidies shouldn't exist. Yeah, and of course, the other thing is that the state governments are getting money from these windmills, uh, the offshore rights. So it, it's important for them to do that in balancing their budgets and bragging about how they're not raising taxes. So that's the that's the hidden story. But thank you very much for raising that. I appreciate it. Sorry I cut you off before. I think we met Jack Chitterelli not long we did. ago. We yeah, did. I think so. Yeah, huh? Now, in the U.S. deal with Iran that was allegedly to stop them from developing nuclear weapons, the one that Obama cut and uh, that Trump ripped up, there was a provision, and there is a provision, that says that Iran is not permitted to develop nuclear-capable ballistic missiles or to test them until the, until the sunset date when this treaty ends in October of 2023. And it just ended yesterday or the day before yesterday. And as a result, Iran can no longer be called upon to abstain from activities related to nuclear-capable ballistic missiles including testing, and the U.N. Security Council will no longer be obligated to approve Iran's import and export of items that could contribute to developing a nuclear weapon delivery system or the development of rockets currently used by Iranian proxy terrorist organizations oh, isn't throughout great? the world. So it's it's open season now on, on uh, Iran developing missiles, and these are ballistic missiles, which means they're intercontinental, which means they'll be able to hit the United States. And uh, the prohibition against that is now lifted, and nobody has lifted a finger 
to reinstate it. I think Trump will this week, but it's 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 a very important issue. We we just now we're naked from protections from this. I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna stop. Baby, it's our time. Don't you wanna, don't you wanna, don't you wanna be on top? Cause we own the night. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna dance alone. Cause baby, you know that I don't wanna, I don't wanna. This is somewhat like, uh, when Clinton on proliferation yeah. with uh, North Korea, wasn't right. it? Right. So I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to stop developing nuclear missiles. That's <laughs> Iran's position, Ugh. and Biden's position is okay. Guys, go ahead. Uh, Let me give you another fifty billion yeah. to help you it, out. Here's the starting gate. Yeah, <laughs> and, and here's some upstart money. And I'll bet nobody's heard of this in this show. I mean, it's amazing that that this is going on and nobody is talking about it. Uh, and, and this isn't a proposal. This is something that took effect. I'm sorry, it takes effect on what's today's date? The 30th? I don't it know. takes effect tomorrow on October 31st. Coincidentally, Halloween. Uh, Iran can restart oh. testing and building of nuclear capable ballistic missiles. Ballistic. That means America, right. not just Sinai and the Gaza. And, uh, they can do it. Intercontinental. And they can import materials and technology to make that possible. Right. Uh, and not only them, but their proxy terrorist states, Hamas and Hezbollah and Yemen can get these missiles. And, uh, if you think Israel's having problems now, wait until this prohibition expires and they go ahead and do that. It is absolutely incredible. Let's go to, um, uh, John in New York. Hi, John. Hi, guys. You guys make a great tandem. <laughs> hey, John. Um, Thank you. You're welcome, guys. Mr. Morris, you are an absolute wealth of information, how you know all these little intricacies about the inner workings of everything. Uh, keep up the great Thank work. You. It's like Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I can't. This is why I'm an insomniac. Every time I hear the news, it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're these winning. We're know. winning. We're winning. Biden has gone down. Trump is winning. So, you know, go back. Feel free to get your sleep. <laughs> All right, John. So what we got? These windmills have been nothing but a scam from day one. Oh, I yeah. mean, first of all, I mean, it's ridiculous. How could the federal government just come out with a, 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 a boilerplate statement that, oh, it's not killing the whales. That's nothing to do with it. Where did yeah. they come up with that? Yeah. We have whales dying in Long Island. We got there whales are 30 dying in dead Jersey. whales oh, have washed up. In the last Horrible. year, 30 dead large whales. Beautiful animals. And, and, and fantastic animals. And how is it that Massachusetts now, I thought these windmills were supposed to lower your electric rates. Now they're going to increase 40%? Oh, yep. really? I didn't know that. 43% rate increase in Massachusetts to pay for the windmills. And uh, you're absolutely right. It was supposed to lower um, to lower utility rates, but it's sending them soaring. Uh the, the, it is such a scam, these windmills, and they are destroying na- na- aquatic life. Uh, they're causing cancer, and they're unreliable. They collapse. Right. They these rust. things are taller than the Washington – About the, I'm sorry, not as tall. Excuse me. The Washington Monument and the Seattle Needle, Space Needle, are the same size as these windmills. Really? That's how tall they are. Oh, my God. They're 20 stories high where they're in an apartment building in New York. And the blades that are rotating are are 
are incredibly heavy, 26 tons each. And they are so long that they're equal to three football fields in length. And imagine these swirling around offshore in heavy winds and heavy seas and tremendous stresses on the construction. And the blades are falling off. The towers are collapsing. The taxpayers have to pay for it. And it's driving, it's killing the fisheries industry off the coast. Wow. A, like I said, it's got a choice between saving the planet or saving I the world. I can't believe the they're that big. That means that the bearings that that thing is spinning on, that's probably what's rusted yeah. and breaking. Yeah, it is. The it weight, is. the bearings cannot handle the weight. 26 tons. And it's not on ground. It's, it's in the ocean. And there's wind. With hurricanes and, and storms and right. all of that stuff. Wow. And and yet the government is charging ahead with them. Originally, they put five turbines off Martha's Vineyard. Now there are seven. Now there are sixty. Uh, it's, it's, didn't, didn't Ted not want this to happen in his backyard? Yeah, right, right. Oh, not my exactly. backyard. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on seventy-seven WABC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. And this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Hi, welcome to the Dick Morris Show with my advisor, Doug DePiro, sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. By the way, by the way, those those windmills, yeah, they're killing eagles and big birds. I got to tell you, yeah, that's but it's not good. big bird safe. <laughs> oh yeah, he doesn't Sesame fly. Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't fly. He's got those big feet. I worry, worry about big birds. Come on, it's not funny. I love animals it's, and whales. Let's go to Andrew in New Jersey. Oh, hello. Hey, Hi. Andrew. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah, hi Dick. Um, yeah, I was. There's so many great songs about topics that come and go. Uh, one of one of them is a song called "Don't Kill the Whale" by Yes. Oh yeah, way back in 1978. Sure. Why doesn't the radio play that? They should also yes. be playing "Mid East Vacation" by Neil Young. There's just so many great the, songs. Don't kill don't, the whales by yes. Yeah. And Mitty's Sensation by Neil Young. Yeah, we'll look yeah, that up. That's good. We'll get I'm a up. big yes fan. Maybe we can do it during the show. Um, so the United States... Are you, can, I'll go ahead, Andrew. No, no, thanks, go ahead. thanks for your call. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, the U.S. is running... Uh, Israel is running out of rockets for its Iron Dome. Uh, the, this is a miracle of technology that permits Israel to sense when a missile is coming in, send up an anti-missile missile to shoot it out of the sky, and land. It, the debris lands harmlessly in the desert. Mm. And uh, Israel has, uh, since uh, the war started, uh, Hamas has launched 7,000 rockets toward Israel in the last two weeks. 7,000. 7,000. Oh, my God. And 2,000 rockets were fired on the day of October 7th alone. And while most have been shot down, some have made it into residential areas, including a neighborhood in Tel Aviv. But these are very expensive rockets, anti-rockets. And how are they uh, affording each them? One, 
Each one costs about 60, uh, they're very expensive. Each one costs about $60 million. And the problem is that we are running out of these missiles. Israel is running oh, out of Israel. these missiles. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Each, each interceptor costs $40,000. And Hezbollah has 150,000 rockets. Oh, I see. And, I see. It, and Hamas has more. So the interceptors, Israel, Israel's got the interceptors. Yeah, but they're running out of them. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that the U.S. can't provide them both to Ukraine and to Israel. And Biden stupidly did not increase our production of Iron Dome rockets. Oh, my God. And we do not have a stockpile of them. And uh, We can't do both. And, and we can't do both of them. I mean... Unbelievable. Biden. Is there anybody in there? What am I doing here? Yeah. Didn't it occur to Joe Biden that with Israel using these rockets up by the hour and Ukraine needing them to deal with the drones that are coming in, that we'd like better increase our production of them? But we haven't. We haven't. Uh, Obama doesn't want them to probably, so there you go. Jonathan Lord, the director of Mideast Security Program at the Center for a New American Security, said, I think the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel probably highlights an underlying problem that we are already facing, which is that the defense industrial base is not sufficiently large to provide the U.S. national security priorities and those of our partners and allies across the globe. The Iron Dome manufactured by the Israeli defense firm Raphael and co-produced by the U.S. industrial giant RTX, formerly known as Raytheon, is an air defense system. It uses a radar to detect incoming short-range missiles launched from two and a half to 40 miles away and assesses whether they're headed toward urban areas. If the threat is credible, the system launches a missile known as a Tamir interceptor missile to destroy the rockets. But each Tamir interceptor costs 40000 bucks, and we don't have a lot of them. We don't have a stockpile. And Israel is using them up at an enormous rate of speed. And it did not occur to this demented president of ours Idiot. To, to go ahead and, and stockpile stuff. Is there anybody in there? What am I doing here? Is there anyone? What are you not doing, you idiot? Because yeah. I'm an old guy. <laughs> I mean, just just didn't occur to them to do that. So now we face did. a choice. I think it did. I think it did. And they're saying, no, we don't want to do Now it. the U.S. faces a choice between supplying Ukraine and supplying Israel uh, because we can't supply both of them with enough rockets to deal with the drones that are threatening Ukraine and the rockets that are threatening Israel. And uh, it's a terrible situation. It's not one that admits of a short-term solution. Just giving them more money, there's a huge lead time to ramp up this production. And we are really caught with our pants down here. It's horrible. And uh, we're going to increasingly on the news see stories about rockets that are hitting residential areas in Israel and drones that are hitting residential areas in Ukraine. And uh, we we lack the capacity to protect these regions. 
Now, all of this would be unnecessary if the United States would simply reimpose the Trump oil sanctions re-elect, on Iran. Re-elect Trump. We have to re-elect Trump and yeah. then reimpose. Right. Have to re-elect him to reimpose him. Mm. But um, the, this, and at that point, we can cut off the money that's flowing to Iran. And uh, and presumably stop this bombardment from going on. It sounds so stupid. We could cut off the money that Biden's sending them. Yeah, yeah. And not, first, he's sending them six billion dollars for the hostages. Then he's giving them nine billion dollars in humanitarian aid, like rockets and drones, to uh, to Hamas. Right. And um, our oil that we and, uh, and the the oil, the forty million forty billion dollars a year. Seventy. That, well, total of 70 cumulatively, but 40 oh, a year that they are pumping uh, that is funding their operations around the world. And um, we don't need to aid our, our allies. We just need to stop helping our enemies. Right. And oh, that's what Biden is doing. It's absolutely terrible. So get a hold of my book, The Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money. And uh, I talk here about the concessions he's given China and the stuff he's done for China. It hasn't received publicity because media is biased and because it's complicated. One of the biggest things is that the United States needs to be the global currency. If we're not, we can't possibly pay for our defense budget. We'll have to cut it back severely, and China will have a bigger military than we do. You see, when any other country in the world wants to run a budget deficit, they have the right they, – they can't just print money. We can because ours is the global currency. So when we print dollar bills, we're printing some currency that is useful anywhere in the world and that we can use to pay off our debts. But the British pound, the euro, the yen, the Chinese won can't be used for that. Only the dollar can be used. This came about in 1945 when we won World War II. And at the Yalta conference that ended it, FDR was dying, had only a few more weeks to live. But he told his ship, no, pull over in Saudi Arabia and let me spend a day there meeting with the King Saud of Saudi Arabia. Pit stop. Literally, he used this, used one of his last hours on earth to do this. And what he told Saud was, we will defend Saudi Arabia. We will give you the military support you need. But what we want you to do is to only accept the dollar in your oil sales, not accept any other currency. And they signed a deal, and that made the dollar the global currency. Mm. Then it was ratified when the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank was set up at Bretton Woods Conference in 1946. Mm. We are about to give that away because our budget deficit is so high. Our dollar is worth so much less and less because of – Biden's inflation, that China has now organized a group called BRICS, China, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, and China, B-R-I-C-S. And they're joined now by Egypt and the United Arab Emirates and Iran and a whole bunch of other countries, 10 or 12 of them in all, that are saying we will no longer accept, we will no longer sell our oil in return for dollars. We insist that they be paid for by either gold or some other currency, the yuan or a currency issued by the International Monetary Fund called Special Drawing Rights, SDRs. 
I mean, this is fighting words. Yeah, and it will just destroy our economy. Trump said correctly, it's the worst defeat we will have suffered in 200 years. And Biden is letting this happen. You don't hear statements out of the White House. How can he stop it? You don't, he could stop it by imposing a trade embargo there on China or by uh, not buying Chinese uh, imports. Mm. Uh, he could do the same policies Trump had before. He could stop this in a heartbeat. And he won't do it. He won't even think about it. So you take this. You take the unleashing of COVID on the world. You take the base in Cuba that China's establishing. Mm. You take Kennedy the, would roll over right now. Exactly. Uh, well, Biden's rolling over, but in a different yeah, way. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's bending over. China this is, is now building. China is now building six offshore islands in the South China Sea. Literally land filling and building an island. So it becomes basically an unsinkable aircraft carrier to use in attacking Taiwan. And we are doing nothing about it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We have 300,000 Chinese exchange students coming into the United States every year. And the stories are piling up about espionage. The, the Chinese intelligence briefs these students before they arrive in the U.S. and then debriefs them about what they've done to sell American secrets, and uh, and it goes on without any action by Biden to deal with it. This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. And this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Dick, welcome you back to the Dick Morris Show. This is Dick Morris with my advisor, Doug DePiro. Before we go to the next... Presented uh, by the Patriot Gold Group. Yes. The next topic. I'm just thinking, you know, Biden's sitting home eating his little whatever dinner. And doesn't somebody say, hey, Dad, but what about this thing with, you know, China or... And, well, you know, does anyone hey, care? Joey's going to say, Hunter... Finish your carrots and give that money from get that money from China. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> no, really, it's not funny. This is—I don't want to make a joke of this. This is not funny. Yeah, right. I can't believe it. It's um, hard to get happy after this. So, we talked about windmills, and we talked about the how this is a panacea for global warming and for climate change that is absolutely backfiring. But nothing is backfiring as big as the focus on electric vehicles. Slip sliding away. They're not going to last. Slip sliding away. You know the nearer your destination, the more you slip sliding away. They tried to shove it down our throat. That's the problem. Yeah. Electric vehicles cost fifty to $60,000 each to buy, and that's for your basic brands like Toyota. How much? What so 50 to 60. Mm-hmm. But luxury electric vehicles like uh, Lexus and right. stuff uh, can go up to $100,000 in cost. And they're a great bargain. You have to recharge them every 200 miles. Sometimes for, it, for 24 hours, sometimes 48. Sometimes it takes two days to recharge <laughs> them. Uh, if you go to a special facility that, that the companies have set up, and there are only a few of them in the country – you can get it recharged in four hours. 
Otherwise, it's going to take at least overnight. So it's basically quoting you to driving 200 miles a day. <laughs> no, every two days. Two days, yeah. <laughs> or right. maybe every three days. And for some reason, people are not buying them. Uh, the, uh, the focus, the purchases of electric vehicles is way down. And in fact, Ikeo Toyota, the former chairman of Toyota Motor Corporation, said, I'm enjoying a told you so moment. Uh, he said, people are finally seeing reality, mm. said Toyota. Uh, the man, last, the man Toyota. man himself. Mm-hmm. Last October, Toyota announced the $70 billion nine-year investment in electric cars. Only half of that is going to go to electric vehicles. But the high costs of production, repair, and battery replacement and limited charging infrastructure are also working against rapid adoption of electric vehicles. And climate change is being hurt by electric vehicles. Where do you think the electricity comes from? Uh, You plug it in in the outlet, and that's how it comes from. The electricity has to be generated. Right. And at the moment, the United States gets uh, 80% of its electricity from non-renewable sources. Mm. It gets 20% from nuclear, from uh, offshore, from uh, solar uh, and from uh, wind and from water energy, hydropower. All together? All together. But 80%, 85% is non-renewable energy. That's about 30% coal. It's about 40% uh, natural gas. And, uh, and, and the problem is that you have to pollute the environment and warm it, warm the planet to produce the electricity right. to fuel the car that's supposed to fight all but of But they that. don't see it. But when, they're when they in plug such, the car in. They're in such a political rush to pass this damn thing right, that's so problem. that he could showcase some accomplishments for his environmental exactly. base that they decided to I, – I don't mean to be funny about it, but put the cart before the horse. Yeah. Before there was this capacity generated, they are requiring you to switch right. to an unacceptable new type technology. California law, which is basically the tail wagging the dog on this – because the whole country follows it, says that we can have no more gas-powered vehicles sold after 2030, <laughs> which is like five, six years. Never happening. And uh, first, you'll never – the cost of buying this stuff is so huge. The cost of generating the electric power is so huge. And I question whether we even have the capacity – to develop, to put in that electric power. We can't. Already we have brownouts all right, over the place. Right, I was just going to say that. And and we don't have the capacity to generate that, right. which means we have to build more plants and more stuff, and we're nowhere near having that. So, you know, they're not going to make the 2030 deadline, but uh, one after another we're seeing these energy panaceas go away. I forgot to mention when we were talking about wind energy, the European Union now generates 30% of its electricity from wind. And they said by 2030, we're going to have 42.5% generated by that. The hell they are. Right. They'll be lucky to get up to 35. Right, I doubt And it. because everybody's now, reality is now dawning on so many mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. Uh, about what's happening. Um, let's go to Tom in Florida. Hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys, great show. Thank you. I just was wondering uh, what your feelings on the new House Speaker of the House, given uh, the dissension you had from Matt Gates last week. I'm just yeah. wondering if you have any faith well, in the Speaker. 
I hope they've learned their lesson, Tom. I hope the Republicans in the House have learned that they only have a three-vote majority and that they can't screw around and that the Speaker may not be perfect for them. He may not do everything that they want. He can't do everything all of them want because there's such diversity of opinion. But that's too damn bad. Suck it up and deal with it. Don't put the country at a point where you can't function. The government was about to close in two weeks because we couldn't get the House in session to pass a funding bill. Israel is running out of Iron Dome rockets, and we can't pass the aid to them or Ukraine because the House is in the Senate. We're we're finding in so many situations we like we need a House of Representatives to function, and the Republicans stopped it. And this purism, this insistence on finickyism and making sure everything is just what we want, they literally, when they asked McCarthy, said the problem is we wanted a 6% reduction in spending and you only supported a 1% reduction in spending. So they beat him. You know, we got an 8% increase in spending because the Republicans couldn't get their act together to pass hmm. a 1% cut in spending bill. Amazing. And they, they just can't continue with this. Cut off your nose to spite your face? Well, yeah, your neck to spite your face. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Patrick in Wabash. Yes, uh, I have one question. Can't you understand that everything that you've said today is a reason why Biden should be impeached? Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's why I wanted a new speaker, Patrick, because we can't impeach him until we can get a new speaker. And uh, when they proposed Jim Jordan, I supported him because he was the leading mover and shaker for impeachment. But now it looks like uh, Johnson is going to follow in his wake and go ahead. And Comer has a green light and uh, Jordan has a green light. And I think it will work out. Uh, Now, don't believe he's going to be removed, Patrick. He's not. But what is going to happen is all of the money he's gotten from China that I write about in my new book, The Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money, all that stuff is going to come out and not in a form where the media can avoid covering it because it's going to be an impeachment trial. They have to cover it. It's they, They can't not cover it. And this evidence will come out at trial in testimony and depositions and closing statements. And the country is going to be going through a bath over this period of all of the negative stories about Biden's reliance on foreign bribery, how much these bribes are costing and how much they're influencing our policy. And when that comes out, uh, it's going to be very hard for Biden to run. So, yeah, impeachment is the number one priority. And that's why I wanted the whole uh, the whole situation resolved quickly. Just to get all the information out, basically. Thanks for your, thanks for your call, Patrick. <clears throat> Let's go to Chaz in Connecticut. How you doing, Dick? Doing Enjoying great. the show. Thank you. Um, agree with almost everything you say about electric vehicles, except I happen to be driving a Tesla, and some of the facts and figures on charging and costs are a bit off, at least as they relate to Tesla. Good. Tell me. So, okay, so... Uh, the one I'm driving has got a range of about 320 miles. Oh, good right? for you. I, I can. And, that and means he can go to the drugstore, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I fully understand where the electricity is coming from. 
Uh, but it does cost me less to fill up per mile than gasoline. Uh, by my calculations, if I do it at a Tesla supercharger, it costs roughly the equivalent of three of uh, two fifty a gallon. Where is if the I do Tesla it at my house, supercharger? Yeah, where is it? Where uh, is it? The network of superchargers is incredible. However, at the current time, they only charge Teslas. Yeah. So and where is your newest in, in Connecticut? Yeah. Where's your nearest so recharging station? I'm in the northernmost town in Fairfield County, uh-huh. and I've got two of them within eight or nine miles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I also have uh, a charger at home where it costs me about $2 a gallon. So let me ask you a question. Uh, At, are you physically fit for hiking eight or nine miles every time you need gas? <laughs> it, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but here, here's part of the problem. I mean, Elon has got some of this stuff figured out better than most, which I think is why he's no longer the how, how much did the administration. How much did it cost you? Uh, so, all right. So the one I bought was just be, I got this, uh, October of last year, so it was just before they came out with a $7,500 credit. And this one cost me um, upper 50s. I'd say about 58. Yeah. So today it would cost you just over 50. It's yeah. the Y, which is the smaller version, the smaller SUV version. But I got to tell you this the performance of it is unbelievable. Yeah, they're quick, they're fast, they're, they're, and they're, they're crazy fast. And they're quiet, but they ain't a panacea. And uh, I, Doug said the other day that in 10 years, there won't be electric vehicles. There won't be. There might be some classics. Let me, let me just spend a second on that. <laughs> I spoke about this, I think, a few weeks ago. When electric cars were proposed, it was seen as an alternative to hydrogen cars. We'd already gotten past the need for gasoline cars, and we knew there needed to be an alternative. Mm-hmm. And uh, Schwarzenegger, who was my client, proposed a switch to hydrogen. He said, take all the gas stations in the country and switch them to hydrogen because hydrogen is plentifully easily available, doesn't cost a lot to make, just electrolysis of water, and sometimes you don't even need to do that. And its emission is a stream of water, a trickle of water down the highway. And uh, the problem is that while that was happening, while there was a movement for that, it required retrofitting every gas station. The industry came up with the idea of electric vehicles, and Wolsey, the former head of the CIA, was mm-hmm. pushing it. And it seemed logical. It seemed good. It's a stopgap until we can get hydrogen. But nobody considered that a long-term solution. We don't have that kind of electric grid, and the climate consequences of producing that much electricity would be awful. But now it has become permanent. The only things that are temporary in life, that are permanent in life, are those that are permanent. Sorry, that should be. The only things that are permanent in life are those that are temporary. <laughs> and that's what we're seeing now with EVs. But thanks very much for your call, Chaz. Thanks, thanks for educating me. This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. And this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Welcome back to the Dick Morris Show with my sidekick and advisor, Doug DePiro. Hello. And uh, sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group and... Remember to, to, you don't have to run out by, just go to your computer and buy a copy of my book, The Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money. 
Uh, you can learn all about the stuff we're about to impeach him for. And hurry up, because he'll be a former president very soon. <laughs> the inside story of Biden's dark money. Yeah. Okay, Sandra? <laughs> and I'm not sure he'll last too long, so you should hurry up and get it. Yeah, well, he's still there. One he's reasons, a moron. One of the reasons there is anybody in there. What am I doing here? <laughs> I just put that together earlier with Chris. That's great. One of the reasons he's about to become a former president is that the cost of home ownership has risen so much that new homes now cost $1,000 a month more than they did uh, under Trump. How could you buy a new place? $1,000 a month more. Mortgage payments in 2010 when Trump left office, 2020 when Trump left office, were 1400 Now they're 2500 wow. a month. Wow. So it's it's like a thousand uh, dollar increase. Uh, no middle class person. Could economists tell us that when Trump left office, uh, a middle income family could afford a seven hundred thousand dollar house. Now they can only afford a three hundred thousand dollar house, and you won't find many of those in the real estate section right. in the real estate ads. Mm. And um, you can't buy land for that these yeah, days. Yeah, that's right. What am I doing here? (laughs) You're ruining us is what you're doing. My house is a very fine house, very fine and small. Let's go to Roberta in Staten Island. Hello. um, Hello. I want to mention about these tunnels, uh, how how hard it is to try to get in and destroy them. And, And it keeps reminding me of... I, all of us knew about this for years that they had these tunnels, and and it seems like America, like like we were um, trying to give money for infrastructure, and they were building tunnels to, to kill people. Yeah, yeah they and, were. Uh, and it, they were. It reminds me of the, the, the well, listen, we had that Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Yeah. We, we were so upset that she got, that, that that Russia was putting missiles ninety miles from our shore. I, I remember everybody was petrified. Mm-hmm. How come nobody was worried about these tunnels all these years? Aren't oh, and nobody's worried about China putting bases ninety miles from our shore like they're doing. I talk about that in my new book. Cuba, you mean? Uh, yeah. Cuba, I'm sorry. Yeah. China putting uh, China's putting missiles ninety miles from our shore in Cuba. The exact same thing that the Russians tried under Kennedy, and we almost went to war to prevent. Yeah, these tunnels in Gaza are incredibly detailed, and they're very expensive, and uh, it's only made possible because of Iranian oil sales that Trump shut down completely, but that now the spigot is wide open again. And uh, and $60 billion of money is flowing to Iran that's being given to terror groups. Now, there's a little bit of a discussion. There's a bit of a discussion now about Hezbollah and Hamas. Hezbollah is in the north. Hamas is in the south. Hamas occupies Gaza Strip, which is, as you said, festooned with tunnels uh, and full of rockets. But it's a limited geographic area. Hezbollah controls the country of Lebanon, and we Biden permitted Hezbollah to take over Lebanon, and it's a country that now, just like Afghanistan was controlled by the Taliban, Lebanon is now controlled by Hezbollah. 
and Hezbollah has 150,000 rockets waiting to shoot at Israel. And because they're a country, not just a terrorist group, they have staging area, they have land, they have uh, people who you can conscript into the army, they have intelligence networks, they have all of the uh, all of the accoutrements of nationality. I used to say that when uh, when we were very concerned about the the, uh, the potential in Afghanistan for terrorism and the Taliban, I used to say that it was like uh, with AIDS. When you can have an AIDS virus in your bloodstream swimming around and you don't get sick, but when it attaches to one of your cells and takes that cell over, it uses the infrastructure of that cell to propagate itself and mm. you get AIDS and you can die. Interesting. And that's the same as it is with the terror group. When they're just out there bombing synagogues and stuff, they don't pose a big national security threat. But once they take over a country, Mm. They get all of the accoutrements of nationality. Resources. They get a fleet. They get a navy. They get bases. They mm. get land area. They get a population they can conscript. They get an intelligent superstructure. They get all of the stuff that flows with taking over a country. That's why it was so important that we uh, stay in Afghanistan and stop the Taliban from taking over, which Biden has now let them do. Idiot. It'll take a while before the Taliban can ramp up to be the same kind of threat it was. So Hezbollah, but Hezbollah is, just... is at it right now, and they're about to unleash all of this on Israel. And these aren't a bunch of crazies running around from tunnel to tunnel. This is like an army, a military, with lots of equipment and spigots of money coming to them from Iran. And we have to understand that and understand the threat we're up against. These guys are dangerous. Let's go to uh, Mike in Brooklyn. Hi, Mike. Today. Hello. Hi. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Yes. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you. Very well. Uh, I just want to make a comment on those electric cars for a second, yeah. if I can. They they uh, they weigh too much for the roadways. They destroy the roadways. Oh, that too. Is, uh-huh. you know, what do they weigh? Yeah. I am not sure, but from what I understand, a small one, like a, a minute, uh, you know, when the, the subcompact is like 4,000 pounds. Like a, pre, like a Prius, you're saying? One of those little yeah. things? Yeah. Wow, 4,000 which, which is Which is the equivalent wow. of, a, you know, an SUV. Yeah. You Boy, know? I didn't realize that. So the, the, the other vehicles are even going to be more. Yeah, and the batteries are so heavy. That's interesting. The, the, That's right, interesting. right. Plus, plus you sit in a, a, in, in a radioactive situation because those batteries are EMF and all over the all over the floor where you're sitting on top of it. Yes, I, yeah. I just heard that recently. Right, with serious health problems. All right. Uh, thank you. For thank you, call. Mike. That was good. Let's go to Joe in Connecticut. Hi, Mr. Morris. Hi. Hi. You know, when I was a kid, I actually I live in New Jersey, but we're driving through Connecticut. We have PSE&G. That's our electric company. When I was a right. little kid, they had cars running off propane gas. We have buses and cities that run off propane gas. I don't understand why propane wasn't the next logical step instead of electric. Yeah. If you could help. Yeah, well, uh, there'll be a, a denouement. The country is going to learn about the short, short, the shortcomings of electric cars. And there's going to be a hell of an investigation about that. And we'll understand why we bypassed hydrogen, we bypassed propane, 
and we settled on electric cars as the alternative when there were such obvious defects and flaws. It reminds me of uh, of trolleys in New York City. There used to be trolleys all over the place like there were in San Francisco. And uh, then they were replaced. Uh, they were all removed. And uh, the structures were taken down. And there's a lot of evidence in Robert Caro's book, The Power Broker, about Mo- Bob Moses, about efforts by the oil companies to uh, incentivize uh, the destruction of the trolleys because they wanted to increase their their sales of cars and of gas. And uh, I think you're going to get something very much like that coming down the pike. Thanks for your call. Let's go to uh, John in Connecticut. Oh, hi, Dick. Good afternoon. So hi. last week, uh, you didn't say, uh, you just suggested, you never said that Trump uh, could go to jail, but you kind of sort of danced around it, in my opinion. Now, what you, you said that, like, one of those crazy judges is going to end up putting him in jail. Is is there truth to that? I mean, do you yeah. think that that's likely? Yeah, there there is truth to that. Um, but before I go down that road, I just want to tell you what I've told Trump on many occasions. Even if he is, he's going to still be elected president. The country is so disgusted with this investigation. They see it as just partisan political hype uh, and tripe that's put out there to try to stop Trump from becoming president. Look, Trump's lawyers make a very basic case. They say, okay, if he did all these things, all these things are happening, litigate this after the damn election. What are you doing it before when everything biases the jury pool against Trump? Sure. And, of course, the purpose of this is to bias the jury right. pool against Trump. The purpose of this is to try to foreclose the possibility of Trump's election. And the country gets it. And they particularly get it when they see Biden sitting there as the alternative. And that's why Trump is five points ahead. And were he to go to jail, I do not think he would drop. I do not think it would preclude his election. Legally, it wouldn't. And politically, it wouldn't. Uh, people used to say, oh, if he gets indicted, he can't possibly be nominated. Oh, now he's indicted four times and looks like Arizona's going to make a fifth. And, uh, yeah, more the merrier. He's going to keep going. I told him you need more indictments. You go I can't by. believe you say that to him. I did. You know, he was on the way in Miami how many months ago to get fingerprinted and whatnot, and we called him up, and he was actually in his car, you know, the Secret Service car, and going there, and Dick Morris says, hey, sir, how are you? And he goes, oh, good, Dick. And uh, how my polls doing? Like, he had a great attitude. How are my polls doing? He goes, great, they're up. You should get arrested more often. <laughs> I couldn't believe he said that. Yeah. You'd never say that to an Italian that's going to, to you know, get fingerprinted. You say, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Dick so, Morris says that. So uh, I believe that if Trump <laughs> were to be imprisoned horribly, unjustly, and terribly, I think that it wouldn't destroy him, I think it might even help him. Um, you know, Trump at the other day posted an image of himself in court next to an image of Jesus Christ. And in effect, he is suffering for sure. some us. things he didn't do and for us to try to help us. And I think that people are increasingly understanding that. And uh, and I think that there is, I believe there's a tremendous feeling that if Trump were to be imprisoned, if this were to go that far, then it would be very clear that this is just the judicial system being politicized 
to become a weapon. Uh, let's go to Bob in Long Island. Yeah, how you doing? You guys got doing a great, great show. I love it every Thank Sunday. You. Okay, on the uh, hydrogen car, okay, the problem with it is, the, it's true, the exhaust on that is H2O water or whatever. But to get a capacity of that tank to go anywhere, you got to remember, that's, that's like a little Hindenburg. That fuel has to be put in, right. pressurized in liquid form. Mm-hmm. And I forget how many negative degrees that, that tank is. So it's almost like driving around a little bomb. Yeah, but yeah. it's well, like an armored car. They have to really. That's the theory. And, uh, and I think that's, but when it's developed and when it's put together with good engineering, right. it's going to be a very viable alternative. It would have been a viable alternative. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's easy to sensationalize it and say you're driving a bomb, but and with an They'll electric figure it out. car, you're driving a car that isn't charged, so you're driving, you're driving a dud. <laughs> yeah, and it blows up itself somewhat. Yeah. Like on fire. But, uh, I believe. No, that, but he's right. I believe the technology will catch up with that. It will. And it'll, it'll overtake it. Yeah, but I believe that also. Call and for your caution, Bob. So. We talked on the show, uh, began it with the headline story that nobody is talking about, which is the election is totally changing, totally changing. Biden is a dead duck, and Trump has now assumed a five-point lead over him. He's winning the under-30 vote. He's winning the – he's at 27 percent of the black vote. That's he got great. 12 in the election. Wow. He's 39 percent among Latinos. He got – 27 in the last election, and there has been just an enormous change during this war as people see the consequences of having a totally inept president who's completely out of it. weak president. It's an honor, Dick Morris, to be here with you. Thank you. Because I'm an old guy. (laughs) 